Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, 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 this is Therese Skelly, and this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And I'm super excited to be here with Arya Yeager. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Girl Crush. I follow her on Twitter. And uh, my guidance was like, reach out to that woman. She's freaking amazing. And so I reached out. We've had some conversations, and, and I'm so excited to bring Arya to you because you will not believe her story and her background and everything she's going to tell you today. So welcome, Ari. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much, Therese. It's an honor to be here. And thanks for inviting me. Of course. I love your show. So, you. <laughs> I'm a fan too. <laughs> yeah, see, Twitter, good things happen in Twitter. when you They do. They wow. really do. It connects us all. So yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. You know, the way I always start these shows is tell us what you do and what you love about it. And I know you have such an amazing variety and a career. So where do you want to start with the gifts that you bring to the world? Well, I, you know, I, I serve people. I'm a spiritual life strategist, a life coach and executive coach. And I, you know, teach them how to use these principles, spiritual principles. And it really, you know, Teresa, it really is spiritual psychology because you have to heal the stuff to rise and to raise that frequency. So it's a combination of quantum physics, uh, spiritual principles, meditation, mm. and psychology uh, to get to the core root. And of course, my my specialty is cellular um, imprints, and I am a cellular memory pioneer, which means in, engaging the past life memories that are trying to come up on most people, mm. but most people run to the doctor thinking, they're having oh, yeah. phantom pain that something's really <laughs> wrong when they're not even going within to ask right. if this right. is relevant to something that's happened previously. I love so, this. Yeah. I love this. And you have written books. How many books do you have? Books? I have. And my newest book is on reincarnation. So <laughs> it'll be out. Uh, we're, we're doing a launch in August. Nice. So I'm looking Beautiful. forward. It'll be on Amazon in both paperback and uh, ebook. And I won't tell you the title just yet because we're going to save that for the Perfect. launch. But it is stories of some of my clients over the years that have had mm. profound insight come up and they've been able to document it and go back in history and find themselves. So it's some of my own stories as well. So I'm excited about this book. That's beautiful. Well, let's dive in. The reason I reached out to you, you have a story that most people don't have an experience of, right? So, so again, just following Aria on Twitter and reading a little bit, like you had a near-death experience, you were dead and then you returned. So I would love to talk about, you know, just a little bit of the details of, of the, of what happened, but more so how you changed afterwards, like how something like that changes. So why don't you just jump in there? 
Yeah, you know, I had had, I was a skinny, skinny child all my life, like emaciated looking. Mm. And when I married a, a German man, his family used to go, was is los, du sind so dun, you know, you're so thin. Okay, I don't know German, you got to help me out here. Okay, <laughs> right, right. And I, I literally had multiple sclerosis for eight years mm. and had been walking with two canes and was told not to go to high altitudes, that it would weaken my heart. Well, of course, I don't listen. So went to high altitude and had a 27 minute clinical death that when I came back and there were a whole bunch of things that happened in the midst of all this, you know, CPR and all of that, but to shorten it, uh, we only have so much time here. So I'll just say, you can read about it in my first book uh, that's on Amazon, Ariasms, Spiritual Food for the Soul. But what happened was when I came back, I was no longer with multiple sclerosis. I have not wow. been sick since that death experience in 28 years. And of course, I am no longer skinny. So, <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Okay, hold on, hold on. We've got to slow the train down just a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, I'm trying to having trouble conceptualizing how to, you know, to me, it's like an existential crisis of, how do I make sense of, I was dead for 27 minutes and I'm different now. Like how, what was that like? Just give me a little bit. Cause it's so like, I'll try to do it without tearing up because even oh. after 28 years, it is. Um, yeah. And it's okay. It's nothing like the other side. I was, I was blessed to be given insight into paradigms beyond my own understanding and to return with wisdom and knowledge that is not of my own doing. Um, wow. it's a, it's a deeper connection to the Holy spirit and to mm-hmm. those I call the boys, but there are women amongst them. <laughs> of course, on the other side, everybody is androgynous. Yeah. So you don't label male or female, but they are the teachers and sages throughout time mm-hmm. that have passed on the eternal wisdom. All of it really boils down to love each other and love yourself mm-hmm. and love life and love everything that, that raises wow. your spirit. And so love was the core uh, chord. That, yeah. That's the chord that ran through the Buddha, through Jesus, through mm-hmm. Krishna, through Yogananda, through Babaji. The chord is love. That's right, the divine right. chord. And what people don't understand today is they, they live in this limitation of believing that anything can really harm them. Mm-hmm. When if you're really doing the work and if you're really meditating, if you're really clearing your past life karma and creating your dharma, your purpose in life, then you're really far more protected than you realize. Mm. But again, you have to get under the auspice of self-healing, self-worth, self-love, and serving others. And so that makes all the difference in the world. And yeah, I was truly changed by the event profoundly. So I used to be an actress in Hollywood. Uh And when this happened, I had been on Seinfeld and on Oprah Winfrey and on a whole lot of TV shows. And when this happened, it totally changed my outlook on life. And I gave all that up wow. and have been serving others for the past 28 years. So let me ask you, did people in your life, I mean, you went through a transformation, like that sounds like a warp speed, like, like you know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, lots of people go to a weekend retreat and they're like, oh, I had transformation. You had the yeah. grand day. <laughs> That's a good word. Right. But I guess I would, I guess my question is, did people ever tell you that you were crazy for giving the you had everything. Yeah. And then you walked away to serve a higher purpose. Did, did you get those kinds of messages? No, I never really did. I mean, people look back at some of those videos on YouTube and on pictures and, 
And I look like a vastly different person because when you've been in the presence of what I call the thronal energies of all the sages and of light that intense, um, by mere virtue of, of that being in that presence, you're transformed. And to bring it into a practical application was really the challenge. Because, you know, you don't want to be a guru to anyone. You don't want to be a psychic to anyone. You don't want to wield your gifts with an ego. It's all about humility and staying in the verb Mm -hmm. of being a good instrument. And that's really all it boils down to is, is once you allow that kind of connectivity to fuse, then you just become an instrument. And, you know, people just simplify it. People say, what do you do for a living? I move mountains. That's what I do. I move mountains. You know, you give me a problem and I'll give you a solution. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So do people ever have trouble receiving what you have? You know, because you are, I mean, on Twitter, Twitter is pretty political, right? You and I hang out the same Twitter friends. And it's like, there's a lot of hating on Twitter. Except for for Aria. Like it is just every post is just edifying and nurturing and building and inspiring. Like there is so much. That's why I'm like, damn woman, you are prolific and it's always good. And it's easy to get dragged into the political fray, but you, you, you hold, hold. So do people ever have trouble receiving what you have, like the purity of your love? And like, like I would imagine that that might be repellent for some people. They might be like, Crazy? <laughs> yeah, it puts you. It definitely puts you in a an, a zone that makes me uncomfortable because I don't want to be in the airy fairy zone, and right. I'm really pragmatic about what I do. Uh, and I'm a Taurus. We're very down to earth, you know. I'm coming up on my 65th birthday, May 1st, so I don't have time for the naysayers. Yeah, you know, I've got more life behind me than I have in front of me. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't put up with a lot of that, but I also believe in why state the obvious, and yet. Politically, we were all passionate about democracy. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, of course, I threw my two cents in, but I don't hate on people. Right. I don't have time for that. I, I really right. believe that you can, you can move every mountain with love, even if it's firmly, you know, <laughs> voicing your right. position. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, people do have often have, you know, a little bit of aversion to, to anything that scares them or frightens them. Yeah. And mysticism in general, spirituality frightens right. people because right. they're used to a religion, which is control, whereas spirituality is self-rule. And so there's a real big difference. Self-rule means, you know, taking a hold and taking responsibility for every thought you think, every action, every word has a reaction. And that's what quantum physics is. It's understanding that if you put it out there, it's coming back to you like a boomerang and usually multiplied. So it's a matter of being very deliberate and purposeful in your living. And that's a lot for a lot of people. They don't want to take personal responsibility. Right. They want to blame yes. others. Yes. A lot of so, victim mentality you know, out there, right? A lot of victim mentality. So yeah, I think yes and no. But the people that find me, you know, I'm not like these big stars on Twitter that have millions and yeah. millions of followers. If I reach one person a day, my work's done, you know, and that's really what I had a client this morning call me from Australia. She was on the phone with me for an hour and a half, and I really felt by 6.30 a.m. my work was done for the day. I mean, it was that kind of really intense service because she's been suicidal over the years. So it's micromanagement to a certain degree. But, you know, if I reach one person a day, I'm accomplished. I don't need millions of followers, and I don't want fame. I have to tell you, those that are searching for fame are really, that concerns me. 
because if you really are searching for fame, you're not purposeful. You're just looking for the accolades instead of the dharma, the service. So you just told me you had been an actress. And that's the whole world of searching for fame. So it is. It you is. Have, you are you're living on both ends of it, right? You had this. Well, I did before the death experience, right. and I understood right. all of this. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the end all. And it, it, actors don't go into it for the fame, though. That's a mis miscalculation. Mm. Actors go into it because they love the work. They yeah. love portraying and telling stories. And I was a storyteller. So, and I still am. I mean, if you read any of my books, oh, you're a great love, writer. Yeah. love yeah. to tell stories. So, no, it's actors typically don't go for fame. I mean, you're going to have your occasional fame horse, but most people are in it because they love the story and they love the visuals. And I am a very visual person. Mm -hmm. So, but once the death happened, no, none of that mattered anymore. And now at my age, who wants fame? Lord knows it's fading fast in terms of the looks and the weight and all that. It's like, who cares? You know, you just say what, what really matters now is leaving a legacy, leaving something oh, useful behind. And, and if it's not useful, then I don't really want to do it. Because when I die, what I want is the work to live on. Right. Exactly. Oh, I got goosebumps. Okay. So there's two, two topics we're going to follow here. The first one is a legacy. What do you think? Because for people listening... I think everybody wants that. Like, like most of us go, yes. But what do you think interferes with somebody's ability to really step into their legacy work? Ego, ego and fear. The, the biggest I've seen in so many clients and so many colleagues is their egos, they get too big for their britches or they fear what fame or what legacy means. Legacy means typically morality or it means mortality. Yeah, and right, so there's right, a there's right. a real dichotomy there because people think that if you have to focus on your legacy, you're focusing on death. No, it's focusing on service. It's focusing on leaving something useful, tools that right. people can embrace or that inspire. Like I've written more than 5,000 quotes. And I also have a quote book on the market. And of course, you see me on Twitter posting yeah. my quotes, right. often repeatedly, which is kind of redundant, but okay. you know, some of them like just the simple, simplest thing can inspire or spark Absolutely. inspiration in another person and launch them on their path. Mm. You know? So I think leaving a legacy really is personal and what good you're everyone's unique. Everyone has something to give, something to share. So whatever is unique to you that has your Right. energetic signature on it. Do That's it. what counts. That's so what remains. How do you, how do you have somebody, because there is, yes, and talk more about fear. So how do you help people get over the fear? Sometimes it's fear of being seen, fear of being visible, fear of failure, fear of succeeding, <laughs> fear of, you know, what would nobody in my family's done something like, you know, there's all kinds of fears. So oh. how do you help people blast that? I'll, I'll give you an example for, for the first, after the death experience for the first, probably 15 years, maybe 10, I lived in fear of looking like a buffoon because my life is a constant of ghosts in the room. And, you know, knowing like yesterday, I figured out that the, the guy at the gym, I just intuitively knew something was wrong and I felt there would be a shooting. Well, it turns out he's a felon and it turns out he was charged with murder and has served time in the pen. So my goosebumps were right. Yeah. And it turns out that I could be yeah. in the middle of a mass shooting. So instead of engaging the fear, I engaged the intuition and in what was right. happening. Right. But I think fear is, you know, I, I, being afraid to look like a buffoon. Once you get old enough, you start realizing who cares. Yeah. You know, everybody's a freak. We've all got something. <laughs> Bette Midler years ago 
and live at last in her concert live, she did this wonderful story about fried eggs and everybody having a fried egg on their forehead. And she says in the end of the beautiful story, she says, some people wear them on the inside and some people wear them on the outside. But everybody has a fried egg. So, you know, the, the goal is not to worry about what others think. Just be you, just do you. And there will always be someone that embraces who you are and what you have to offer and share. So now let's move on to the other part is the aging. You know, yeah. we had a conversation earlier about guts, your gut, letting your hair go gray. Yeah, I yeah. you know, but, yeah. but at this age, there is so much pressure on women to conform and Botox and do and be, yeah. and, you know, and so how do you, are, how have you broken out of that? And what, what's your, what's your words of wisdom for people? Maybe you have to have a sense of humor, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to wake up and there's going to be something new every day. Oh, good. But I, I think what's so funny about these women that pump up their lips or pump up their cheeks yeah. is then they've got their jowls and their neck and <laughs> you're not, you're not kidding anyone or their boobs are on the ground. You're not kidding anyone. You know, I say, pick those puppies up, throw them over your shoulder, make a nice scarf out of them. You know, I mean, it, it, it truly is to me, it's hysterical because you know, while we all were insecure when we were young, yeah. we look back now and go, God, I can't believe like that it. again. Absolutely. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, that body no. back then. And I, yeah. how could I have not seen it? Yeah. Exactly. And now, yeah. now that I, you know, I wrote this article for Huffington Post years ago, and I actually included a segment. Yes, it's of it really good. I really love that. I really oh, I'm glad like you like it. Yeah. yeah I, you know, and it was joking about when you bend over to dry your hair, you buy, dry your boobs at the same time. <laughs> You know, and I don't feel bad about my neck. I feel bad about my arms and, you know, but when it comes down to it, you will gain weight. You will go into old age with girth and then you will begin to shrink and become this little person as you begin to dry out. If you are lucky enough to get into your 80s and 90s and hundreds. And I think the greatest gift is knowing who you are. Yeah loving yourself exactly the way you are with every wrinkle, with every gray hair, mm-hmm. with every bump, with every line, and understanding that this is, this is a beautiful part of life. Because, you know, while sunrises are magnificent, sunsets leave a lasting glow mm-hmm. up on the terrain. Mm-hmm. And now that you're in the sunset of your life, you know, the goal is to live it and, and do everything. You know, I'm always daunted by people that are aging and they suddenly get cancer and they fight their death. They fight and they go and they have chemo and they get sick and they they're bedridden for the last year of their life. If somebody gave me, God forbid, and again, I haven't been sick with even a cold in 28 years, but God forbid, if somebody gave me a terminal diagnosis, Mm -hmm. I would immediately make films and videos for everybody I love for their birthdays, their new marriages, whatever, the new babies, whatever. And then I would take all of my things, give it away to charity and go and travel to all of the most dangerous countries that you're too afraid to travel to when you're healthy, you know, because at that point you have nothing to lose. So you would live large. In live big, yeah. end it on a bang until you no longer can. And then when you no longer can, prop yourself up in front of the sunrises and the sunsets mm-hmm. and play with your animals and your mm-hmm. grandkids and those you love. And enjoy every food you want to eat because in my 60s, like I said, 65 is coming May 1st. 
And in my 60s, I do not intend to limit my salt, my sugar, my sodas. <laughs> you know, look what's on my desk. Look what I... <laughs> we got sweet tart jelly beans, gang, if you're uh, listening to this audio. Yeah, you I'm know, gonna, I, I love gonna that. Gonna I love that. Bang, yeah. like, why deprive, right? So, okay. But a lot of people haven't had a near-death experience. A lot of people have, sure. have not gone to the other side where they know what awaits them. And so I think that's the built-in. And unfortunately in our culture, we don't talk about dying. We fear dying. We commoditize dying. We, it's just, and so I guess just talk about that because you you are, there's no fear in you. You're just, you're embracing every part of you. Like I I always think of the titles, what's the theme for this one? And it's all about love, baby. It's all about like love, 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 love. And, but with this aging thing, you know, so many women are terrified of losing relevance or or losing credibility or being invisible because we're the, you know, 60 year old women in the room and we don't matter anymore. And yet you have this, like, it's all good. (laughs) Go out eccentric. I mean, you know, I I used to, I used to resent when I was young and pretty that men would look at me for, to bed me. Yes. And I used to get really annoyed because I wanted them to see me as an intellectual and wanted them to see, you know, the wisdom I shared and all they wanted was the body. Now at this age, it's so liberating. Nobody looks anymore. It's marvelous. Yeah. It's so liberating because now you are taken seriously. At this age. You're a sage. You're an old wise woman. And you can either go out being eccentric with it and having fun with it. Or you can pine and complain. And, you know, for me, I think, and for all women, I think if you really know who you are and what you've accomplished, you look back with grace and humility and look forward with a sense of of self-worth that says, I do have these gifts to share and I'm going to make sure I touch as many lives Mm -hmm. as I, and, you know, I think the funny part about aging is also that we all do see humor in it. And when you go into a grocery store and you see an old couple arguing over, well, we don't need that. You bought that once before and you didn't need it. Then you break up the humor by going, don't make me separate you two. Yeah. You know, and, and then they start laughing and they realize, you know, yeah, that right. oh, just yeah. enjoy the ride, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think for most women, being invisible might be problematic if there's an ego attached. Mm. But I think when you get this age, there can be no ego because we're going to have to face the fact that yeah, it's going to start dropping and drooping. And, you know, it, you're going to look like Snoopy Dog before too long when it's all fallen, you know? So what's the, what's the problem? It, you know, to me, this is my job is to be an old lady. That's my job yeah. now. I was young and beautiful once. I had all of that taunt, yeah. tight, bronze skin. Right, right. You know, and then I had the middle-aged girth that suddenly happened that I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And then I had the shock that you look in the mirror and you go, who is that? You know? <laughs> I'm and looking now like my got, mother. You know what Now you've got the contentment of, well, that's me. And hey, that's this me. is the way it is. That's you it. know? Yeah. It's so, it's so magical to hear a woman who so fully owns every part of her. Without, you know, we talked about like, I don't want fame. I'm not trying to be an influencer. You are so pure without the, if I do this, I get that. You didn't mean like, like, cause you know, isn't that skeezy? Like you're like, oh, shut up, Rachel Hollis. We don't want to hear another word from you. You know what I mean? Like, like it's so lovely to have a demonstration because this is about the Fiercely Brilliant podcast and you live fierce brilliance by being so fully who you are 
so self-accepting and understanding that your mission and purpose is to give and serve. Well, isn't authenticity beautiful? It's so freaking yummy. Oh my gosh. You know, I wouldn't know how to be anyone else. (laughs) I'll be honest. I don't have an edit button on this mouth. And there are times that old age, old age definitely engages the curmudgeon in you. It definitely brings that out. Isn't it nice? You know, the expression, I have no more fucks to give. Yeah. So I'm like, we have earned that. Oh and that's God. okay. And that's okay. You know, and if people don't like it again, that's fine. Your right. inner circle will understand you. And those right. you surround right. yourself with will accept you just the way you are. But again, you realize that at, at some point, being authentic is so liberating. Mm-hmm. And I never put on airs. I was never one of those because I was raised in a one horse town. I don't have a, a childhood to be proud of. Yeah, we were right. pretty poor people, you know, right. I've gone hungry. I know what that's like. So anything is better than that. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. And so I think if you can, if you can really embrace your roots and, and realize that we're all just, we're all the same soul, really. You know, we all come from the core of love and some exercise it more, but the core of our being really is God and, and being one with God and understanding that it's not a religious thing. It's a power thing. You have all of that energy, all of that power, all of that frequency, all of that love waiting to be unbridled. And you can either unleash it and unbridle it, or you can hold it in and think, oh, poor me, or you can get out and go let's just be, you know? And for me, life is such a passion. When you die and you get back to this plane of sphere where you have taste and touch and smell and Mm -hmm. hugs, you know, there's no hugs on the other side. You merge energetically. There are no hugs. So you want to hug every dog, every goat, every cow, every human. You know, you, you find that passion about life, everything. And that's what carries you forward. That's so beautiful. So, so hopefully people don't have to go through a near death experience to get the level or, or started on the transformational journey. So if you have like three quick tips to get people where you're speaking, what, yeah. what, what tips do you have that like, okay, so we don't have to have a killed in a car yeah. or murdered Let's yeah, start no. doing this instead. It goes to my quotes. Loving yourself is the greatest love affair you'll ever have. The greatest love affair you will ever have is the one you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with all your warts, with all your flaws, Mm -hmm. try to continue to grow and evolve and Mm -hmm. heal those because emotionally healthy is the most beautiful thing you can be. The second is serving others is an honor, not a chore. Serve, 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 serve the animals, serve humans, serve the earth, serve the environment, serve the elderly, serve the handicapped, serve all of, I mean, you know, jump in, be, be a social media activist. If you can't be a lobbyist, if you can't lobby your senators and, and people that, you know, make the laws and can implement change, then get out there and be loud, but be effective. Don't just right. bitch and whine and complain, right. offer up some solutions, right. offer up some okay. solutions, actual tangible ways to change and to implement change. And I guess the third would be love everyone and everything because you don't know what they're walking. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know their plight. Empathy, compassion, and equality are the most important characteristics and integrity in a human being. Yes, yes. You know, you you have to understand that everybody's doing the best they can with the knowledge they have at the time. Some will grow. Some will stay stifled. 
but love them anyway, you know, because the greater, the greater you look upon everyone as a reflection of you, the more you find yourself. So it really is, you know, one of those profound messages. Mic drop, mic drop. Oh my gosh. So, Okay, so um, I'm sure folks are going to want to follow you. And in the show notes, Aria has given us all the places to follow, right? So <laughs> you'll have all the, all the links and um, look for the new book. By the time this episode airs, the new book should be out. So we're super excited yes. about that. Yes. Um, <clears throat> there's a free gifty that Aria is going to give as well. Look in the show notes for that. That is a super, super cool thing. Um, yeah. But it's just like, Words of wisdom, not that you haven't dropped magnificent words of wisdom <laughs> thus far, but yeah. I think sometimes there's that like, wait, 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 there's that one more thing that needs to be expressed. So, so just kind of tap in. Uh, what else wants to reveal itself? You know, stop killing each other. Stop mm-hmm. killing everything. You can't kill animals. They all have relevance. They add to the ecosystem. You can't kill each other because you can't create a soul. So you can't do what you can't create. So stop killing each other. Stop seeing people as black or white or yellow or purple or green or polka dot. We're all comprised of love. And you've, you've been black in other lifetimes. You've been Chinese in other lifetimes. Mm. You've, you've been, you know, Mexican in other lifetimes. You've never always been white or always been black. Yeah. We've gone through paradigms in different lifetimes. And we've all experienced things that even you would be astounded at you know people are astounded when they find out that they've been a slave or they've Mm -hmm. been a jew or they've been in other cultures so if you could just see through the eyes of time you'll understand that everyone is comprised of the same composition sound frequency color your soul your energy your god Mm -hmm. and once you understand that the skin tone doesn't matter so love each other stop killing each other Mm. That's Stop killing the animals too. That's a, that is a, yeah. I, I, this is a wrap. And what a beautiful way to wrap. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you I, for having I, me on. I'm so course, grateful. Of course, of course. You know, for me, I'm going to, you know, I, I like to do parallel process. One of the things that I like to demonstrate is trust your guidance, trust yeah. your intuition. Like I am making a magical connections. Like seriously, I just follow this woman on Twitter for a year and a half. And, and like daily, I'm like, dang, wow, wow. I always love your stuff. And sometimes I comment and I put little hearts. And I'm like, I'm supposed to ask Ari to be in my podcast? She's a star or what? And I know you don't say you're a star, but your background, like she's, you know, author and, you know, hung out in Hollywood. And I'm like, I'm supposed to ask her? No, I could have said, oh, that's crazy. And yet I know I always follow guidance. So I get over any fear. I get over any like, oh, she's, she's so busy. And I'm like, Shh, just ask. <laughs> and, and so I, I really want to leave that with you. You never know. Like we've had this, like we've had a couple of conversations, magical connection. I love this woman. Yeah. Look what she gifted us with today. Like deep, beautiful wisdom. And so gang, if you're listening, if you are guided to reach out to somebody, even if it feels like what some lady yeah. on Twitter was what yeah. follow it follow the guidance because there's always divine connections. And so that's what I want to wrap up with. Don't be afraid to follow the voice. That's beautiful. That's that's where it's going to lead to cool things. Your gut is gone. It's gone. All right. So peace and blessings. Thank you so much. God bless you. Much love to your listeners as well. Take care. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to 
get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you. We'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.